divided cannot stand. It seems like the United States of America is now a house divided. I'm going to be talking about that and much more on today's version of Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today and I sure appreciate you tuning in. Well, today I'm going to be exploring a topic that very few people want to talk about. Therefore, I think we need to shine some light on it. Because Truth to Ponder is all about shining truth on an ever-darkening world. But before I get into the program, I want to ask for prayers for Bob Bierman. Bob is fighting for his health, and he's a man that really is what I consider a doer. He doesn't just sit around and think about things or talk about it. He actually does things. And we need men like Bob Bierman. And we need to stand behind him. We need to stand the gap for him. We need to support him. And we need to pray for him. And so please keep Bob in your prayers as he fights for his health. And I really do appreciate Bob Bierman. He's such a good friend. He's such a good man. And the world needs good men. Well, as I was trying to figure out what to talk about, I've had a very busy day. I've been editing other shows and trying to hit deadlines, and it's been kind of chaotic. And as I record this show, I'm trying to get it out early for Bob Bierman so he can go ahead and get it in place for the Wednesday program. And I'm doing this about a day and a half earlier than I normally do, so I've kind of scrambled, so bear with me today as I go through this show. But the topic that keeps coming to mind, and that's how I choose my topics, is whatever God puts into my thought process or puts into my heart, that's what I talk about. And all day today, I've been thinking about House Divided Cannot Stand, and It seems that the United States is so disjointed right now, so disunited, very much in a deep state of division. And it used to be that you would call the other political party the loyal opposition or the opposition party, and now they're simply called the enemy. And I know that there are Democrat friends that I used to have that will no longer speak to me or accept a phone call or even answer an email. The divide is so huge and people are taking it to heart. And we live in a time where good people need to stick together. Good people need to come together. And to say that there are no good people on the other side of the aisle is not true. Good people come in all shapes and sizes, all political persuasions, all colors. Good people are simply what that is, is good people. And it is my wish that the United States could eventually come together and not in some sort of a patchwork type of a compromise, but truly come together. But I'm afraid that I don't really see that happening anytime soon. 
so I want to start with the inner cities and it's moving out to the urban areas and actually, you know, you can't kid yourself, it's even in the farming communities and that's meth and cocaine and rampant marijuana use and just illegal drugs. And you might say, well, marijuana is legal. Well, that's a sore spot with lots of people, but it still hampers you. And so we have an awful lot of our people, our citizens, are in a stupor with their drug of choice. And some of them choose alcohol. And alcoholism is at a very high level. And we have all sorts of agencies and church organizations. And we have a lot of people that are there to help drug addicts and to help alcoholics. But it seems like that it's just not enough. Either they're not as effective as they should be or they're just overwhelmed. And I would suspect they're overwhelmed. And the homeless problem is getting worse. And I'm now seeing videos of homeless people that are not on drugs, that are not people that are traditionally homeless, but they're in their 60s, 70s, and even older, that they're older people who have lost their homes. They have no place to go. And so you have senior citizens living out the rest of their years just on the street. And, of course, they're being preyed on by the drug addicts and the younger people who are homeless. It seems like law enforcement doesn't do much about cleaning things up unless you happen to be in San Francisco when a communist dictator is coming to visit. Well, then things will get cleaned up. But cleaning things up for you and me and all the other American citizens is not an option, it seems. And so everything is torn apart. There is a real possibility of a real civil war happening in this country. As he pointed out, the divisions are so deep that it's going to take an act of God to heal the division. And I do believe that that is going to be the case. So that would be something to pray for, is for God to heal our country. But but when you look at how the United States as a whole is thumbing their nose at God and taking God out of the schools and taking God out of everything and belittling God's people and the rampant transgenderism and abortion and the child trafficking and all of the things that are happening, it's just my opinion, but I have trouble thinking that God could bless such a nation. God did not bless Sodom and Gomorrah. He destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And I imagine that we are Sodom and Gomorrah's equal right now. All of the debauchery and all of the perversion and evil that just is everywhere. And we have a huge divide between the haves and have-nots. You have people that can't afford to pay their rent or feed their children. And you have other people that seem to have so much money they can just throw it around and they never miss it. And there's no middle ground. What I'm trying to say is our middle class has disappeared. We really don't have a middle class. 
I think we have an upper middle class. I think there's a few holdouts there. But the average run-of-the-mill middle class, I think, is pretty much evaporated. And they did not transcend into the upper middle class or into the wealthy. That's not the trajectory of their path. They're going towards the poor side. And so you have people that were borderline middle class who are now bona fide poor. And when you have such divisions everywhere, it's a pressure cooker. And something has got to give. And when you have elections that are rigged or stolen, when you have government officials who are corrupt and greedy and evil, when you have politicians that are eagerly starting wars all over the world, and we have our young men and women in the service that, in my opinion, are now used just to enrich the elites and the other people that serve them who are in power. I think they're using our military for things that really do not pertain to our defense. If they really wanted to defend the United States, don't you suppose that our military would be on our southern border? Well, it should be, you know. But it's not, and it's not going to be. It seems like we're real concerned about Israel's border, and we're doubly concerned about Ukraine's border. But our border, there's just nobody cares as far as people in power. And the people who are crossing the border, we have all sorts of military-age young men from countries that are not friendly to the United States. And that does concern me greatly, but what really concerns me the most and saddens me is the child trafficking. The young children who are obviously being sold. Back in the 1860s, slavery was abolished in the United States. But it's alive and well. It's not people picking cotton out on plantations. In lots of ways, it's far worse because the modern slaves are all done behind the scenes. And there's a lot of people who are being brutalized and murdered. They're trafficked for sex. They're just sex slaves. And some of them are children, very young children. I think that slavery is evil in all of its forms. But yet we have a news media that declines to even mention And if anybody comes out and is a whistleblower who is on the inside, they're now being ostracized or, in the case of the whistleblower in New Zealand, arrested. We're having journalists who are being arrested or harassed in this country. And don't forget, we have political prisoners who are rotting in Washington, D.C. And we have a group of people on the right that are pro-Second Amendment, They want to keep the right to bear arms to protect our republic. And then on the other side, you have the people that want to disarm everyone. And you might say, well, it's the ones with the guns who are the dangerous ones. And that's really not the case. The aggressive people here, the aggressors in this are the progressives. The far left, more than 
I would say ultra-liberal, are extremely dangerous. They absolutely have destroyed the separation of powers, and they're using judges and just similar tactics to change laws and write and write laws. They're not going through the proper channels. You have presidential orders that are just handed out from the president, executive orders. And I know that Republicans have used executive orders as well, but they might as well be decrees from the dictator. And we have in Florida, at least the Democrats in Florida, they're going to outlaw even write-in candidates against Joe Biden. And if that is a total dictatorship, making sure that all the people vote for the one person because there's only one person on the ballot, that's so un-American. But that's the point. The people who oppose the patriotic movement in the United States, they are un-American. They do not like America as founded give you a brief little story. When Barack Obama was elected on his inauguration day, I happened to be in Ireland. And I had an Irish man walk up to me and said, what's wrong with you, Yanks? What's wrong with you? And I said, what do you mean? He said, this man you elected, he says that he wants to fundamentally change the United States. That means he doesn't love it. He wants to change it. And you voted for him. You voted your country away. Why did you do that? And I said, well, I didn't vote for the man, so, you know, I don't know. It's just, that really took me aback because I think he spoke truth. And as we see these divisions, we're seeing more people that are getting more angry and it's coming out as domestic abuse and road rage and increased alcohol use and drug use and people being less polite, more aggressive. It's almost like that we were a nation of really hardworking people with common sense that were fairly docile, don't tread on us, but leave us alone, we'll leave you alone type of a people. But now we have that in-your-face mentality that if you have the opportunity to stomp on someone or to take advantage of them, that you do. You know, the new golden rule is do unto others and then split. And that's what people want to do. And that's what they're doing. And everywhere you look, there's a divide. We'll look at the church how divided our church is. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is going to come back for a bride. And the Bible also says, let nothing divide you. But yet, how many denominations are there? And why are they even there? Why the divides? Why the division? Do you think God divided up the church? Do you honestly think that God divided it? A house divided cannot stand. And when you have Christians who are divided into so many camps, and you might have five or six churches, let's say, in a small community that are actually 
doing what they can and they are active and, but they're all separate and small. But think of the power they'd have if they would unite in the name of Christ. They'd have a lot more power. That's what we're going through. We're going through the old divide and conquer. And that's what Satan has always used. And it's effective. It works every time it's used. But in this day and age, how divided we are is totally, I don't know, I'm going to call it scary. Because if things skid out of control, it's going to get ugly. I like to use analogies. If you're going to drive on an icy road, would you rather be on an icy road driving in, let's say, Illinois or Indiana? Or would you like to be on an icy road in the Rocky Mountains? Which place would you rather be if your vehicle goes off the road? If you're in the Rocky Mountains, well, there's a very good possibility you're going over the side of a mountain. But if you're in nice flat land, there's a good possibility that you're not going to get hurt. There was a time in this country that our divisions were so slight that if we did have a disagreement or we did have some sort of a mishap between, I'm going to call them camps, well, it would be like running off the road in a flat region. But right now, if we run off that icy road, we are in the Rocky Mountains. We're going to go down the cliff. We're going to end up at the bottom of a ravine. And so we are on a slippery slope. What are we going to do about it? Well, as always, we need to pray about it. That's the strongest thing we can do anyway. But I don't think we have anyone recognizing the United States as it is. You know that Lee Greenwood song, I'm proud to be an American where at least I know I'm free. And I won't forget the men who died who gave that right to me. Well, first of all, no offense to our veterans. Our veterans have fought to preserve our rights, but they didn't give us our rights. Our rights come from Almighty God. Now, I'm thankful for the veterans that fought to preserve our rights. That's a little part of that song that's always kind of grated on me, but the line that really grates on me is at least we know we're free. Well, are we? When you have people that are in the media who have been arrested because they do not agree with the powers that be, well, how many journalists were arrested when Donald Trump was president? None that I know of. But there are several journalists who have been jailed since Biden took office. And all the censorship and everything that's happening all over the world and the dictatorships that are springing up. And I know that we have listeners from New Zealand and I'm not real privy to all of your politics, but it seems to me from here in flyover country in central Nebraska that you have quite a dictatorship going on down there. And anytime someone wants to tell the truth, well, they're either arrested or they're harassed but it's happening everywhere. You look at people over in the United Kingdom who have stood up for their country, and there's several really good British patriots 
who have stood up for their country, and they're lambasted, and they're slandered, and they've been canceled just because they have an opinion that they love their country. And when I was over in England, I noticed that there were an awful lot of graves that were vandalized. And I didn't realize they had such a Islamic population. But it seems that the young Islamic kids or boys were going out and they were breaking the old tombstones that had Christian crosses on them. And so you'd go past some graveyard that would be centuries old where you'd have a lot of vandalism, a lot of breakage. And so I asked someone what was going on, and they said, oh, it's just kids vandalizing. Well, then I found out what kids were doing it, and they were afraid to even speak the truth of what was happening. And then I noticed there was no British flags when I was over there, so I mentioned to another person, I said, you know, I've been here for weeks and I don't see any British flags. He said, well, we took most of them down because they're offensive. And I said, how are they offensive? He said, well, the Muslims are offended because the British flag is made from three Christian crosses. And so we don't want to offend them. And I was in a group of, oh, 15 or 20 people from the United Kingdom. And as an American, I had to speak out. And I said, well, this is your country. You need to fly that flag. And if they don't like the country, why don't they leave? That's what I said. And you could have heard a pin drop. Those people were absolutely terrified I said that. And I later learned that if they said that, they could have been arrested for a hate crime. It should not be a hate crime if you love your country. Everything is upside down. Another thing that is really happening right now is women's sports are being absolutely destroyed. And it's really hard to see that. And now, if you're a young woman and you are on a swim team or just any sport, and you go into the locker room and you want to shower and freshen up, and you have to stand naked next to a biological male who's fully intact, that you don't want them to see you, you don't want to see them. And so you go and complain to the coach or the administration or the dean of the college or the principal of the high school or whatever the case may be. Guess who's at fault? The young woman that does not want to have this perverted thing happen in her life. And all of the people are standing up for these men that are demented that are pretending to be women. And no one is standing up for our daughters. No one is standing up for the girls. No one is standing up for our women who are being just absolutely decimated and impugned and ridiculed by these men who pretend to be women. And so we have so many divides. But one thing we can all agree on, I think, this as a listener to Truth to Ponder, is that Truth to Ponder is a very worthwhile ministry. And I think that Bob Bierman has great plans and, Lord willing, great things are going to happen at this ministry. I do think that God has his hand on this ministry, and I would ask for you to consider donating to this ministry. It's easy to do. 
just go to the website, which is truth2ponder.com, and then click on the support tab and follow the instructions. Or if you want to send it in old school, you can send a check or money order. You'd write the check out to Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chill Howie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I see him, but not now. Shalom Aleichem, this is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get in love in a moment. The Israelites are in the wilderness. The, the false prophet Balaam tries to prophesy against them, but he actually prophesies of Messiah. And he says an amazing thing, an amazing message of prophecy. He says, I see him, but not now. I behold him, but not near. Then he speaks about the star of Jacob, the scepter. It speaks of ultimately Messiah. It speaks of David, then it speaks ultimately of Messiah. Everything how strange that is. What, what kind of a, a prophecy is that? I see him, but not now. What does that mean? If you see him, when are you seeing him? If it's not now, how could you be seeing him? Then you're not seeing him. Which is it? That's the point. Balaam has a vision, but he didn't really know salvation. He saw him, but not now. And that's the way most people see Messiah. They see him, they see Jesus, but as something that happened years ago or a long time ago in, in the book of Acts or, or the power of, of the gospel, that's a long time ago. It's really not not now. It's really not here. It's far away. But you can never see him not now, and you can never really know him not near. See, back in the days of the Bible, it wasn't that he, Jesus was far away. Messiah was here and now. He was here and now to Mary and the apostles and Paul, and that's the only way to really know him. The disciples are gone. The first century is gone, but he remains here and now. The same Messiah who was here and now in the Bible is the one who's here and now for you. Same miracles, same power is for you here and now. The book of Acts, here and now. See him, but See him now. See him today. See him right next to you, right this moment. Behold the reality, the presence. Receive the power. It'll change your life and revolutionize your walk because Messiah will never touch your life then and there. He'll only transform it here and now. Want more? Ask for the fullness of time on CD. Now, the free gift for you from the sands of Judea to the wings of the cherubim to the writings, the hidden writings of the rabbis that prove Jesus. It's amazing. You'll get it in the Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. It's yours free. And Sapphires to guarantee to bless your socks off. How do you get all these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. So to receive your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed. The call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now you can actually touch the world in the most incredible way. It's the farthest way you can ever, your life can ever impact the world through Shoei Radio. You can blanket the gospel to the lost. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. One, it's amazing. Y E S H U A one, or you can write me direct. Here's how: it's right to the nice Jewish boy, box one 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 in Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's box one 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 one. It's Lodi, New Jersey. It's 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, "See him here and now, my friend. Peace be to you in Messiah, or Haolam, the light of the world." This is truth to ponder. With Bob Bierman. I'd like to welcome you back to the second half of this edition of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. And once again, I ask for prayers for Bob Bierman. This is a week that's pretty stressful for him because he has 
a lot of things medically happening, and we need to pray for his healing and his fast recovery. Well, today I'm pointing out some things that I'm seeing, things that have been put on my heart. And it's all about a house divided. The old divide and conquer that Satan uses, I stated earlier, it's working. And it, want to know how well it's working? You now have women. I'm talking about true women, not these men that pretend to be women. You have a divide amongst women. You have some women that say, yes, these men that pretend to be women, they are women. And you have women who are actually mothers that happen to be on the woke side of things that if you ask them to find a woman, they can't do it or they won't do it. And you have groups of women that will swear that men can have babies, they can bear children. And then you have the women who are traditional, the ones that I consider sane and rational and really understand the world that say, no, women are women and men are men and only women can bear children, only biological women can bear children. And then you have that other group of females that will attack the others and call them all sorts of evil things and try to cancel them. And so it's not only a division between men and women, it's a division between women and women. And if the women of this country don't stand up and put a stop to this, they'll be marginalized just horribly. And who wants to be marginalized? And what woman that has any age at all, let's say over the age of 40, what woman would have ever dreamed when they were a young girl that when they were middle-aged or a little older, they'd have to be seeing men that think they're women and society actually accepting that and fighting for that whole thing. Now, if someone wants to dress up and call themselves a woman, well, you know, I don't have much against that. I think they're mentally ill, but if they want to do that, but don't force me to agree with that person. If somebody told me the moon is made out of cheese, I would not agree with them. But if these woke people decide that the moon is made out of cheese, well, guess what? It's made out of cheese or else. And that's another part of our little divide. It's so punitive. You agree with me or else. And you might chuckle and say, well, you don't really have any power. But guess what? With social media, and you have this group of so-called social justice warriors who have absolutely no idea what justice is. It's just what they say it is. They will come and try to close you down, or they will close you down. Just be a bakery, and off of your convictions, you tell two men that want to get married that you don't want to bake their cake. Well, see what that gets you. It gets you poverty, gets you bankruptcy. And all for what? Because you wouldn't want to make a cake for these two people. Now, what would happen if a man and a woman went into a cake shop or a bakery and tried to order a cake and the person said, I don't believe in heterosexual marriage, so I'm not going to make you a cake. What would happen? Well, 
the couple would have to go to another bakery and they'd just order cake somewhere else. Would there be any protests? Would there be any outrage? No, there wouldn't. So that double standard, the double standard that's all through the United States is absolutely horrid. Some friends of mine are being attacked by the woke mob. And the woke mob does not like their business. They don't like the signs they put in their business. And they don't like the big life-size cutout of Donald Trump. And they don't like this business because he does not like the woke society. And so he kind of pokes fun at the woke people. Well, they have targeted him, and they've vandalized his building, and they've threatened his existence and his wife, and death has been wished upon them. And it just seems that when somebody tries to come after someone on the right, well, that's all, that's all good. That's fine. And you don't see the people who are patriots, you don't see them threatening people's lives and spray painting things on their walls. You don't see that. But the left is very aggressive. And immediately, it's like mob violence. And if there ever is vigilanteism that breaks out in this country, it's not going to be the patriots. It's not going to be the people on the right. It's going to be those people that are all for peace and love and all for just get along. They're the ones that we have to watch out for. And since I've been canceled by so many of my friends who are left-leaning, if someone tells me they're a Democrat, I just leave. I just walk away. Because why go through the motions of trying to be a friend of someone that is going to eventually just turn their back on you because they're part of this woke hive mind type mentality? As Roy Masters was talking about What he saw as a civil war in the United States, he saw an actual kinetic war. But we are in the middle of a civil war in this country. We already are there. It's not kinetic, and I'm not sure it's ever going to be truly kinetic, because honestly, if it was going to go kinetic, it had so many opportunities during the stolen election and everything that's happened since, all of the punitive things, all the people who are all the people who have been imprisoned wrongly, people that have really done nothing wrong, who have had their life ruined. You see, people that love this country, all they want to be is left alone, and all they want is peace and prosperity for everybody. But that's not good enough for our woke social justice warriors and our broken judicial system and our corrupt politicians. And I really don't have any solutions this show. I really don't. I just think everyone needs to pull your head out of the sand and really see what's going on. And I do know that I don't have the intellectual capability of coming up with solutions. But there are people out there that are true leaders that are just so brilliant that would be able to figure out ways that we could preserve our society. There are those out there that will have the answers. And also, God is going to reveal the answers that we need. And so, not all is lost, but 
for today's program. I just don't have any solutions other than we have to address the problem. We have to actually admit the problem and see the problem before we can ever solve the problem. And so it's the right thing for us to do is to actually look at these problems. Look at the border. Look at the sex trafficking that's happening. Look at the rampant just drug use and look at the horrible abortion and look at the people that are causing these horrible death jabs, these COVID vaccines, these phony vaccines that are killing people. And that gentleman in New Zealand who was part of the government that came out and was a whistleblower of how many people have died from this death jab. And then he's been law enforcement come in and just absolutely just whisk him away. I mean, he was just, I'm sure that he's in some sort of a holding cell right now for telling the truth. That's another thing that we have a divide on. We have people that say, well, that's your truth. And my truth is this. My truth is that all these bearded men in tutus, that they're women. You know, there's no such thing as your truth and my truth. There is just the truth. And the truth is not in the people of Satan. The truth is not in them. And unfortunately, we have so many people that are attracted to what they think is the power of Satan. Well, I'm going to tell you, the power of the blood is more powerful than anything that Satan has. And I really think that the people that are patriots and the people who are Christians and the people who are I'm going to call just law-abiding average American citizens. No matter what color they are, what size they are, what state they're from. I think that they are peace-loving people and they like to get along. They really do. They want to raise their families in peaceful communities. They want to have nice schools to where their children will be safe. But that's not the world we live in. That's the world we want. But yet we have all these school shootings and we have all these teachers that are indoctrinating your children and turning them against not only you, but turning them against God, turning them against their country. For way too long, we've been sitting back and just letting it happen and thinking, oh man, that's horrible. I wish that would stop. Let me give you another little analogy. Let's say that you have your life savings. And your life depends on your life savings. It's everything that you have. And you have it in your house and you have it on your table. And a mob of people break your door down to take your money. And you say, please don't take my money. Please don't. As they grab the money and they're heading out your door, you're saying, please bring it back. Will you please bring it back? Are they going to not take your money? No. You have to fight for that like your life depends on it, if that indeed is the case, that your life did depend on you having your nest egg just to be able to survive. You know, there's a time you have to go down swinging. You might not be able to defeat the mob. You can at least fight them. You can at least make a good account of yourself and actually care enough to back up your true feelings that you really did need that. We need to look at our society the same way as we'd look at this pile of life savings. We need to look at the 
society we live in and say, this is our society. This is where we live. Are we going to have where we live be crime infested and drug addicted and corrupt and just brutalized by so many tyrants? Are we going to do that? We're just going to sit there and let these people just take everything that not only you've worked for, but your parents and your grandparents and their parents before them. This great country that God did bless at one time, all of the blood and sweat and all the work that's went into building this country, we're going to hand it away without even a whimper. We're just going to hide in our little shell. Is that what we're going to do? Well, so far, that's what we've done. And there's an island. I can't remember where it is, and I can't remember the little bird that's on this island, but it's a bird that has no defense against a true predator because in this island, there's no true predators. And there were some people that have moved to that island, and they brought house cats with them. And the house cats, of course, have... Some of them have gone feral, and so there's wild house cats that are all over the island, and this bird has never had a predator, so they don't even know how to fly away. They don't know what to do, so they just sit there. And possibly the, all the birds are dead. and They're extinct like the dodo bird, possibly, because the last I heard is that there was just a handful of them left, and the cats were breeding and gaining and this poor bird species was just cat food. And that's kind of what we're acting like, is just cat food. We have all these issues that have teeth and claws that are coming at us and coming for our children and coming for our money and coming for our house, coming for our health, coming for our life, coming for our soul, all inspired and egged on by Satan. And we're just kind of sitting there watching our friends and neighbors and ourselves be devoured. And I really hope that this message today will wake some people up that we can't just sit back and be devoured. I'm not going to sit back and be devoured. One of the things I'm doing is my radio programs, and I know Bob Bierman is the same way. Bob Bierman's frustrated with the inaction of the church and the inaction of just society to stand up for what's good and what's right. And I know I use this a lot, but it's simple, folks. Just say no. Nancy Reagan had it right. Just say no and mean it. Stand up for who you are. Be who you are. Be who God made you to be and stand up for that person that God made you to be and be obedient to God and Put on the full armor of God, and I think of that song, Onward Christian Soldiers. We need to fight for our faith. We need to stand up for our families and our communities. We let these people that are, they call themselves a school board, we let them come in and corrupt your children, and we don't want to do anything about it because we don't want to make waves. And in those communities that actually do have the courage to stand up to this horrible, just demonic just system they're bringing into the schools, well, all of a sudden they're put on terrorist watch lists and the FBI is going to come knock on your door. If you don't see what's going on, folks, if you don't see that 
we better be good little zombies and sit there and let them do what they want to us, or else they're going to really come clobber us. Now, anybody that's been a victim of domestic abuse, after they're abused, they're told, you better not tell or else I'm really going to get you. And so a lot of people who are abused don't do anything because they're terrified of doing anything. They think, well, I survived this beating, but I might not survive the next one if I tell. Don't tell me that that thought doesn't run through people's heads because I know it does. And we're just like abused people. We are being abused by this woke mentality. We're being abused by the transgender movement. We're being abused by a corrupt government. We're being abused by Satan that has infiltrated a lot of churches with the wokeness and the transgender. They're even having some drag story time type things in churches now. And we have people that are church members that are bringing their young children and setting them on the laps of these absolutely filthy, horrible people that are dressed as women, that are men who are confused, and they're insane. So you're going to take your three- or four-year-old precious, innocent baby and hand that over to a demonic, insane person? Then you're going to take pictures, and you're going to post it all over social media, Look at me. We're cool. We believe in this. Folks, wake up. We better wake up as a country. If we don't wake up as a country, we are doomed. And if you don't think we're doomed, just think of Sodom and Gomorrah. Think of the days of Noah. If ever there was a country that is ripe for judgment, look no farther than the United States. Here we are. We're just letting everything happen. Nobody is lifting a finger. Well, there are some, but they're marginalized. There's a lot of people I listen to and learn from who are basically in hiding because of their views. I know that years ago, I had a friend in the music business He's now passed away, but he fought tooth and nail to get our boys back from Vietnam, our POWs. He made that his life's work, and he incorporated that into his music and into his shows, and he had an organization that was dedicated to finding these young men who are now old men that never came home. And if not finding them alive, at least finding their remains so they could be reunited with their families. And I know that back in the 1980s and 1990s that he was put on a watch list by the FBI. And he was considered a possible enemy of the United States. All because he was a proud American veteran that just wanted his brothers to be reunited. He didn't want to leave any brothers behind, and he considered every veteran his brother. And that was his calling. And I know that every time he crossed the Mississippi River, he was tailed. So this is not new. It's been progressively getting worse and worse and worse. And the worst divide of all I think we have, other than the divide in the churches, which is horrible, 
is that we have a divide between government and we the people. And when the government is scared of we the people, well, everything's working just fine. What I mean by scared is that they want your vote, so they're not going to anger you. So they're going to vote the way you want them to vote. So they're concerned. But if the people are scared of the government, that's called tyranny. It's called dictatorship. It's called injustice. And right now, there is thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that are terrified of the United States government. They're terrified of a knock at their door. There are people that don't want to be SWAT teamed. You look at people like Roger Stone, people who have been SWAT teamed that have done nothing. You look at Mayor Giuliani, how he was treated. Look at Donald Trump, how he's treated. If these people who are famous, and in the case of Mayor Giuliani, he was a hero for what he did for New York City. If those kind of people are treated the way they're treated, how are you going to be treated? Or how am I going to be treated? They're trying to make examples of everyone, and eventually there's going to be so much pressure that something's going to happen. Either the people who are being pressured are going to actually fight back and pressure back, which might lead to an escalation, or they're simply going to let the other side just finish running them over and finishing them off, just like those poor birds on that island with the cats. And I'm afraid that there's not enough people awake And I further think there's not enough people that have the courage to stand up and tell it like it is. And I know these are my opinions today, but just look at your country, folks. Look at your country. Look at your fellow countrymen. Look at the drug use. Look at the injustice. Look at how you are having your rights that were given to you by God. Look at how they're being eroded. And with a stroke of a pen from a tyrant, we can have our rights stripped. And you might say, well, if they're from God, they can't take them from us. Well, they can't take it from us because they're not theirs to take. But we seem to give them away. Someone comes and takes your right of free speech. We just kind of let them do it. Without a doubt, social media has conspired with the United States government to stifle free speech. That's not debatable. That happened. It's documented that Facebook and Twitter and those were working with members of the Biden administration, the FBI, CIA, and other type groups like that to spy on people and report them and to put them on watch lists And I know that getting back to Australia, New Zealand, there were people that would go on to Facebook and they would put a post that they did not agree with the lockdowns and they might be trying to get a protest together, a a peaceful protest. And then they'd have a knock on their door and it would be the police telling them, well, you better change your mind and you better, you better toe the mark and do and think like we tell you to think or we're going to come arrest you. And that happened quite a bit. And I know that the Aborigines, the the original inhabitants of 
Australia. I know that some of their tribal elders were arrested and put into police wagons and hauled away, and I don't know what happened to them. And I know that during this pandemic that was totally a scam, that some of the First Nations people, the Native Americans of Canada, the Native Canadians, that they were brutalized, and I know that they were forcing the shots on a lot of the natives. And in the winter of 2020, there were women and children that were hiding out in the tundra in sub-zero weather. They were fleeing from their homes because they were afraid of this death jab. There's so many injustices that have happened that if justice would truly be served, we don't have prisons enough to hold all these tyrants and all these evil people, the people that force shots, the people that would accidentally give you a COVID shot when you went in for a flu shot. That happened quite a bit. Do you think it was an accident? Well, I don't. So we have so many things. So many things are just ripping us apart. So we are a house divided. Now, you might say, well, we can patch it up. Oh, we might be able to patch it up. It'll look worse than anything Robinson Crusoe could patch up on that little island. It would just be nothing but a shanty. And it's like putting a Band-Aid on a mortal wound. Someone gets their jugular cut and someone brings a little Band-Aid. And we have real problems. And if we don't face these real problems, we're not going to come up with any real answers. And I wish I was intelligent enough to come up with some answers, but I think this is a big enough problem that it's going to take Almighty God. But I also think that us asking God to bless this country, I just, even though I would love for God to bless this country, I just don't see how he can with the direction this country has decided to go. And so I'm just going to ask all the listeners, continue to pray and start looking at things as they really are. Stop looking at them as the way that you want them to be. And to those of you who live in really nice communities, which there are a lot of nice communities, those of you who happen to live in a, I'm going to call it a shelter belt, Don't sit there and say, boy, I'm sure glad I don't live in this urban area. I'm sure glad I don't live in that state. Don't just do that and then go about your daily business. Because it's us that live in the shelter belt. We're the ones that have enough freedom to actually do something about this. Do you think that the average conservative, the average patriotic American that lives in, let's say, in a very rundown area of Philadelphia or Do you think that if there's a good person that lives on Kensington Avenue in Philadelphia, do you think that they have a chance to make any change? I don't think they do because they're outnumbered. They're outnumbered, they're outgunned, they're out everything. You have communities all over the United States that are totally out of control, like there's areas all through California, just every big city. They're just horrible. And it's going to be us on the outside, it's going to be us on the shelter belt that actually have some of our freedoms. Maybe we live in a red state, 
in a red county, in a red district where our county commissioners are totally for we the people and the school systems are good, there are communities like that out there. There's quite a few of them. But what are those communities doing for their brothers and sisters who are in the cities, who are trapped? Probably nothing. We're either going to have to be in this as a group and be in this together, or we're going to go down together. It's kind of like that old statement. We must hang together or surely we will hang. And I think that we're kind of there, folks. I hate to be so blunt and I hate to be so gloom and doom. I do know that we have hope in our Lord and Savior. I know that there is hope. But we just can't sit back and let everything go. We have to stand up for our faith. We have to stand up for ourselves. We have to stand up for our country. We have to stand up for our God. We have to stand up for our families. We have to stand up for our communities and our schools. And we need to stand up for what's right. And until we make that moral decision that we're going to stand up for what's right, we're lost. And I've made up my mind that I'm going to go down swinging. And if I am offensive to some people of what I say, I'm not trying to offend. I'm just trying to spell things out the way I see them. And I truly love my country and I truly love my fellow countrymen. And I want the best for the United States. I want the best for you. I want the best for me. But we already have the best in our Lord and Savior. Don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget your child of God. While I hope the right ears heard this program today, I would ask that you support this ministry because it's vital that you do, especially in this time of need with Bob fighting for his health. So keep praying for Bob Bierman. And if you would like to contribute to this ministry, it's easy to do. Go to the website, which is truth, the number two ponder.com. Click on the support tab. Or if you want to send it in by mail, you can send a check or money order. You'd write the check out to Ancient Word Radio. You'd mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chill Howie, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. Again, thanks for listening. And until next time, everyone, be safe, be bold, be brave, and never, ever forget, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.